0: What you need to know is brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than ninety minutes from wherever you are. Lindsay, what do you got?
1: Well, the Super Mario Brothers movie racked up a blockbuster one hundred forty-six million dollars in its opening weekend, yes. earning nearly two hundred five million in its first five days of release. Which yeah, that's a lot. Saw it? Yep. Oh, you, you saw, saw it? it? Okay. Well, you we're saw this next- movie? Yeah. We'll get your review. Talk to our Ar-
0: in- I- Aria loves uh, Super Mario Brothers. We play the games uh, at home, so yeah, we went to see the movie. All
1: right, nice. I'm going to get your review in a second here. Uh, the animated movie, of course, squashed expectations and steamrolled the competition at the domestic box office, landing a number of records. It currently stands as the biggest opening weekend of the year, overtaking the Ant-Man and the Wasp debut, which was $106 million. And it's also the second biggest debut ever for an animated title, which uh, surpassed the $135 million opening of 2016's Finding Dory. So how was this blockbuster hit, Sedano?
0: Uh, it was cute. You know, it was very much in line with the games, um, the history of the games. There was probably one thing I learned, I don't want to spoil it for people who are Mario gamers, um, that I did not know. Um, I did not know that. Despite that playing Mario games all my life. Um, and You can't tell us? I don't want to spoil it for people. None of us are going to see it. No, but the audience might.
1: Excuse me. I'm probably going to end up watching it on yeah. streaming once it comes out. No, yeah, I'm going to take my niece and nephews.
0: Yeah. Oh, really? So, so anyway, you super, about, cute, like, super cute movie. Yes. A, a number Like most of these cartoon movies, a couple of things for adults which were funny. Um, great cast. I mean, the cast was incredible. Um, who's in it? Seth Rogen, Jack Black. Okay. Um, who's the girl? Princess Peach was um, God, I've, I know the actress, but I don't Princess know. Princess Peach? Yeah, no, I know that's what Princess Peach is, but the actress—was um, oh, it Julia Roberts? Uh, she's the she's in that show that's the streaming show, Queens something or other. Damn Courtney it. Cox, Lindsay, you Man, know, I'm
1: looking, I'm looking up I'm there. I uh, am. She's Taylor on one of those. Stre- Anya Taylor Joy, Taylor Joy? And yeah. Oh, something. the Queen's Gambit. Yes, she's on yes. that show.
0: Yeah. Her, yes, she okay. was. She's yes. very good.
1: Oh, Jack uh, Black.
0: Charlie Day um, was was in it. Uh, Keegan Michael Key, uh, Chris Pratt. Yeah, there's a lot of people. Okay, very good. Yeah.
2: I must admit, because um, I don't have little kids anymore, like, is this is a little kid movie, right?
0: Uh, I mean, yes, for the most part, but I would also say if you played the video game, like, you would, you would enjoy it, because you saw it. Now, it's gotten crappy reviews, but I don't buy that. Like, the audience reviews are through the roof. It's like 90-something percent, because I think the people that know the game series mm-hmm. enjoy it.
3: Yeah. All these critics that are probably young as hell. Well, but no, but
2: critics, critics don't... They big popular movies like this don't get good. They get they get destroyed. You know it's it's all these crappy movies. Like you talked about Seth Rogen. What was the name of that movie? The Fablemans I told you I went and saw. Terrible movie. Awful. Horrible movie. You're still on that, huh? Oh my god. Horrible. But got great reviews. A movie like this is going to do well at the box office and get bad reviews. So what makes which one's more
1: important? Probably the money. Yeah, Every for time. sure.
0: For
2: sure.
1: Also, so anyway, I, I saw uh, John I, Leguizamo. By the way,
0: I I thought the movie was great um, for kids. Like I had fun. Like and it went by fast. It was ninety minutes. Yeah. So
1: the, the original the Mario games. movie had John Leguizamo, and that was like my first crush when I was
0: young. Yeah. Um, no, the Chris Pratt and um, and what's his face. Uh, uh, which, which from th- always sunny in Philadelphia, Danny DeVito. No, no
1: the guy who plays Charlie, Charlie well,
0: Day. Right. Well, I mean, yeah. Danny DeVito was in that show, wasn't
2: he? Yes.
1: Yes,
0: he was. It was a guest. I mean, you don't it, have to get it, exhausted. No, I know. I know. Charlie Day. <laughs> Charlie Day. Why would he be in one of the Mario movies, though?
1: <laughs> I don't. Know, I he's mean, small. I could actually probably see him being in one before. I would imagine, like, so uh, some of the other guys. I thought I maybe know.
0: Danny DeVito was playing I mean, Jack like Black. The Bowser
1: That's a good one, though. I feel like that's good casting, right? Yeah. there
0: Yeah. Absolutely. Seth Rogen was Donkey Kong.
1: Oh, Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah,
0: Yeah, it was good. I like Donkey Kong. That was a good game. Yeah.
1: I love when you see people, like when you see these animated movies and you're like, oh, who is that voice? It's so good and I know it so well. And it's like, oh, it's someone like Jack Black where it's like, man, I've seen a lot of movies with him in it.
0: Yeah. All right. That is What You Need to Know brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times. less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. All right. Real quick before we get back to the Lakers and McMiniman is going to join us at 6.15. Yes, McMiniman. Uh, the pitch clock. Lindsey, what the hell happened with the pitch clock this weekend? Everybody was freaking out.
1: Well, I will say that I, I was talking to you about earlier today when Travis and Slee were talking about how Travis went to an Angels game over the weekend. Yeah. And similarly to what Ramona said, he was kind of complaining that like, hey, maybe the pitch clock is like a tiny bit too fast because he said he went to go get a beer and... And, like, he was gone for maybe 10 minutes, came back to his seat, and he missed, like, an entire inning and two home runs. And I feel like a lot of people that are actually, like, attending the games in person feel like maybe the game has been sped up too much. So much so that even some stadiums are now changing the the beer law because usually— Most of them won't sell beer past the seventh inning because by then people are normally way too drunk. Mm. Well, now a lot of teams are just selling it the whole game because the games are going by so quickly. Mm -hmm. That they're not ending beer sales early.
2: That's just it. It was like baseball was saying, hey, we want to make the game move faster. We want to be more attractive to younger people with shorter retention spans. So let's make this game move faster by having this pitch clock. It all seemed like a great idea. Then, when the owners started to see the beer revenues falling in the first 10 games, like, wait, what's going on here? (laughs) Wait a second. I mean, I know that we're charging $17 for beer. Screw it. Charge 20 bucks because each guy's only going to be able to have two. They can't have three, because the pitch clock is screwing everything up. But I will just tell you guys, watching on television, I don't get that sensation. I don't get that feeling. Like, this is too fast. This is too rushed. I haven't been to a ball game yet. We're 10 games in. George, have you gone to a ball game yet? I have not. So I don't have the in-game, in-stadium perspective of, I got up to go get a beer and I missed an entire inning. That's a risk you take. You know? You get up to go get a beer or go to the bathroom. That's going to happen even in a three-hour
0: game, right? Right, right. So sorry, Trav. I know you missed a couple of home runs at an Angels game. Right. But that happened no matter what. Here's what I would say. Um, I would agree with that. And then I would also add that, hey, you're just going to have to adjust, right? Like, you're going to have to... Um, figure it out, um, figure out what the best time to go is. Maybe go get there a little early, right? And get a beer right at the beginning. Maybe uh, maybe double fist, you know what or, I'm saying? Or wait for the guy to come around and go, cold beer here. Right. There's I got that cold beer here. There's that too. And cold beer. Yeah. And then I would also add that the stadiums, because of the pitch clock, maybe it'd be oh, smarter if they added some concession help to get through it faster.
1: They should also mm-hmm. open earlier, maybe like a half hour. Right. Because when I go to the game, I want to like chill and relax. And a lot of times it's more of a social thing, you know? Like, I'd like obviously. to get all
0: my stuff early, though. I like yeah. to buy the food and yep. the drinks or whatever I'm going to get, get it early, have a seat. And then that way I, I get it out of the way. And then occasionally, if I need to get up for another drink or another item of food, then I will. But for the most part, that's the way I like to handle it.
2: All right. When are we all going to go on a. Uh a little jump over to a Dodger game. Although, George, you're out for like the next month or so.
0: Not really. Well,
2: I thought you no, got a whole go bunch of NBA stuff. To I mean, to I do, with.
0: but I'll be doing shows most yeah. of the days.
2: All right. Well, let's let's figure out like a good night to go and see
0: a Dodger game after the show. Yeah. I mean, right. I may not be here, but I'll be doing the show. Right. Well, day. what I'm saying is you want You say when I'm to... here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would say, you know,
2: probably June would be a good time. I don't know. The problem is, Lori, you think that uh, the show ends at 7- and if a Dodger game starts, it call it six forty five. It's
1: gonna take an hour to get there, that's
2: and so a few times. So, but the game is moving so fast now because of the pitch clock. We'll get there in the uh, top of the ninth. Yes. sounds yeah. like that's terrible.
3: I mean, most games start at like seven ten, so you're good.
1: Yeah, but the okay. last, I mean, I want to say unless we get out early, which you know we only get out early for Lakers games. Um, I went twice last year to games with uh, Mason Bergman and them. And both times I didn't, like, I left Did as soon drive? as the show ended. Yeah, No, and Uber. I, and I left and it was a good hour and 15, 20 minutes. Uber. Yeah, game tonight you, you is at to
2: 645 and this game is uh, in San Francisco.
1: Yeah, it's a different. Like,
3: if you're here, it usually starts at 710, mm-hmm. you know. So if you Uber, you'll probably get there by like 745. You do have to walk up because the Uber lot will only take you to a certain point. But it's better if you Uber than if you drive, because if you drive, you're stuck
1: there and then parking, it's a mess. See, when Uber. I when I went, was, I was stuck on the, the traffic, like mm-hmm. going, to not n- getting off of the ramp, getting off of the highway ramp. That was the longest. So Who's got even the good parking I,
2: passes? That's what well, we even, need. Even
1: Me. if you have the good parking passes, though, Cappy, it's not going to matter, because I got backed up before I even exited the highway. Wow. Yeah. Like, it right. was completely stopped. Yeah, Stadium Way on the 110. Yeah. yeah. And people said it's like that pretty much every time. Yeah. Could
2: I e-bike then, over there faster?
1: I don't know if you, that's, I mean, I don't know. Some people, it's funny, because people
3: like down Vin Scully, like you see all the like scooters are right when you enter the, like the parking lot, because people do that. Honestly, Uber is the way to go for me. It's not even that expensive. The last time I went, I think it was like 12 bucks.
2: Hey, speaking of Uber, uh, later on this evening during dealer's choice, I have a major, major problem with Uber, and I will, I will leave it to the three of you to decide how I proceed. Okay, I will tell you what happened in an Uber ride that I, I I still to this moment have yet to open the Uber app after this ride, and I haven't tipped. I haven't Oh, rated. dude, you're bad. No, no, you, you got to hear me out. Don't be judgmental. Be mm-hmm. flexible. Mm-hmm. Give me a ch- a chance to to at least state my case before you go all judgmental on me. Okay, like a major serious situation happened inside this Uber. And I haven't opened the app since, and I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know if I'm going to tell on the guy, like be a tattletale, or if I'm going to give him a low rating, or if I'm not going to tip this dude. I haven't figured it out yet. I'll leave it to you three,
0: the right, court how, of public how, opinion. How about, you want to do it quickly, or do you want to just move on? And nah, this is going to need some time. All right, we'll do it later. Then I'm going to need to stretch out a little bit. Okay, great. So let's talk to McMinniman next. You ready? Yeah, McMinniman. Yeah, exactly. McMinniman next.
2: must be 21 plus and present in select states gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER terms and conditions apply see app for details this podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza the number one pick in Detroit style pizza why it's simple Jets is better with the thickest crispiest cheesiest Detroit style pizza in the country there's no competition right now get five dollars off any eight corner pizza with code eight save that's the number eight s-a-v-e Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with
0: code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Oh, come on now. Mm-mm. Speaking of Tupac, again, check out that uh, documentary that's coming out. I believe it said April 21st on FX on, uh, about Tupac and his mom. Uh, which the trailer looked incredible. So watch it there, or on remind Hulu, us. apparently. What's you're that?
2: Remind us, remind us on 420. Like, if you could put it in your calendar, that you're going to need to give us a reminder on 421.
0: Yeah, I'll Pretty do that. I'm Pretty a big that. Tupac guy, and I loved. I watched Tupac Resurrection, which is also a documentary. Um, so I'm curious to see how much different the FX version is than that one. So.
2: Yeah, priority on my uh, documentary list is Dusty Roads: The American Dream on A&E that I missed last night. But right. I'll get to it. Such I'll a priority
0: that you missed it last night.
2: Well, I mean, you know, listen George, I got tired last night. What can I tell you, man? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't watch Ted Lasso last night either.
0: Thankfully, Dave McMinniman is not uh doesn't have your uh issues with getting tired, because this man is going to be working hard, particularly uh, the next couple weeks. Um, hopefully, in theory, he should be working the next couple weeks. Now, Dave, uh, and of course, Dave joins us here on the station uh, regularly, does a phenomenal job covering your Los Angeles Lakers uh, for us here at ESPN. So, Dave, uh, I do believe that the Lakers can have a, a deep run in the playoffs. Uh, how deep, we'll see, but I think it has to be from the seven line, okay? Because I think, if they win this game against Minnesota, which I think they should win, I like them against Memphis in a series. And then I i know the Warriors are getting Wiggins back, and in theory they sh- you know, they're the favorite in that series. So let's just, argue, for the sake of argument, say they come out. I like the Lakers' matchup against the Warriors. So if you're telling me the Lakers could be in the conference finals, yeah, I think it's possible, but they have to be on the seven line on that side of the bracket. What do you think?
4: I'm with you there because let's say – They mess around, lose to Minnesota on Tuesday night. Then you got to play again on Friday when you have already had your players openly talk about how tired they are finishing the season with seven games in 12 days. You're playing again, then you're going quickly on the road to the altitude of Denver. And even if you get past Denver, which I think it would be a tough prospect at that point because Denver's coming off a week of rest, then you got to play either the Clippers or the Suns like I think it ends there, and it, it, I also I think it'd be pretty improbable for them to beat Denver uh, coming off, you know, two extra games this week. So, yeah, you got to beat Minnesota tomorrow night, and then we'll see what happens. You know, playing at their best, the Lakers certainly can beat Memphis, uh, but you know, and Memphis obviously has Clark out, and you know they have David Adams out, but Memphis is no slouch, and that would be that would be an upset. Like, you know, we can't expect them just to beat Memphis because they've had this late season momentum.
0: Dave,
2: the way you just said it, they gotta beat Minnesota tomorrow night. They're at home, number one, and number two, they're playing against a team that now has lost two guys over punching incidents. One where one guy swings at a teammate, and the other where the guy decides to you know punch a wall. So not only are they home, <laughs> but they're playing against a team that is you know. As much as it's incredible that they won yesterday, they got to win based on what Minnesota's bringing to the floor tomorrow night, right?
4: Absolutely. And Minnesota has had a lot of success, actually, against the LeBron James Lakers since LeBron came to L.A. Uh, You know, they Lakers on this past road trip, when they went 4 0 away from Los Angeles, they did win in Minnesota. That just raised LeBron's record. The 2-5 in Minnesota since he became a Laker. Now, of course, playing in L.A. is going to help here, but that Minnesota team is still big and still talented when you remove Rudy Gobert and when you remove uh, McDaniels. Now, McDaniels I think is the bigger loss because I actually believe that offensively Minnesota may be pulling Gobert anyway <laughs> because that's what Anthony Davis' presence causes teams to do. Uh, but you know, McDaniels is a loss for them, and, like, you just got to jump on it. And, and, you know, hopefully L.A. fans in the building get on the Lakers' side. This is the first home playoff game with full-capacity crowd or play-in game or post-season game, I guess we should say, since LeBron came to L.A., and it's going to be the first one, period, uh, full-capacity crowd since 2013 when the Lakers got swept by the Spurs. Like, I think a, a great atmosphere uh, would certainly help things get it out of being in the balance early uh because the lakers still have a ton at stake in terms of half the roster uh trying to play well in the postseason to guarantee that the lakers front office will open up the purse strings and want to bring them back this summer
0: that's a
2: that's a really interesting point george you catch that last part of what dave mcmenamin just said
0: I did, yeah. It is okay. all of listen. All of this is important. I think that they're all. I mean, all of this stuff is somewhat interconnected in a lot of ways, right? Like their success will lead to um, potentially what this roster will look like next year, and if it right. doesn't, uh, if there's not any success, then uh, they are in deep trouble yeah. from a roster building perspective.
2: No, but but it's a really good point, I think, Dave. That you know, if if they win and they do something in the postseason, There's going to give the front office uh, an energy that says, hey, look, we made these moves. We didn't have them that long. We had a couple of injuries along the way. But you know what? This roster is probably enough. Let's run it back or try to run it back. yeah. And I think that that makes a lot of sense.
0: Yeah. Did it make a lot of sense when I told you that a month ago?
2: I don't know. I don't know. It depends. Like some I'm certain days, saying, yeah. certain, you know, certain <laughs> days you make sense and certain days it just doesn't <laughs> register
0: with me. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you know, I mean, McMiniman is brilliant. There's no dis- debating that. But I just like it goes to show you you don't even listen to me. I mean, I'm hurt. I got to be honest. Yeah, um, right. McMiniman, uh Lindsay has a question for you. Go ahead, Lindsay.
1: So, Dave, I know that you saw, obviously, playoff for LeBron back in those runs with both the Heat and the Cavs. And it's been since 2018 since we saw, like, the real playoff LeBron where he just can, seems like he can just, like, turn it on. It's just a switch that he flips at the end of a game and goes completely nuclear. Do you think that there's any way, shape, or form that he still has any of that left in him at all? I
4: think there's some there, Lindsey, and he will find the moment when he can tap into it. But I think this Lakers team is best served finding playoff AD. If Anthony Davis can be the guy that he's been in for long stretches this year, and particularly, I mean, the guy who was just Western Conference Player of the Week two weeks ago when the Lakers won three must win games on that road trip, uh, where he was averaging basically 40 and 11 with a couple blocks per game, shooting 60% from the field, that's going to get them further, I believe, than LeBron trying to recapture playoff LeBron in year 20 at 38 years old only a couple weeks removed from a month-long torn tendon injury in his right foot that doesn't mean that he's not going to have a brilliant quarter here or there it doesn't mean that when it's crunch time he's not going to be the guy with the ball in his hands uh but I think carrying you night in night out I think everyone involved would be best served if that's Anthony Davis
0: Yeah, if he's the best player, you have a legit shot of being a championship. The 38-year-old guy can't be the guy carrying you off uh, an injury where he was lucky to find the LeBron James of foot doctors.
2: Well, there's only one, you know, George. There's only one
0: LeBron James of football. I I thought that. That was a pretty hilarious line, to be honest with you. I kind of was like, wait, he's what? Uh, But anyway. But you never know, though. Like when you need a performance like
2: LeBron, like you just recently got, where he scores 36 points, I mean, you may need that. But Dave, I am with you a thousand percent. This whole season has been about it should run through AD. So put your money where your mouth is, you know, and actually run it through AD the entire time. And when you need one of these performances by LeBron, maybe he still has it in him like we saw it last night or yesterday afternoon.
4: Yeah, certainly. I mean, he got hot from the outside. I don't know if I want to see LeBron shooting 14 threes in the game uh, maybe ever again <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because we know what he can do in other parts of the court. But when he's feeling it, he's feeling it. And, and you know, he, generally you got to trust LeBron with his shot selection because he's a basketball genius. But if Anthony Davis can get going, it's not – just about ad is you know generally when he gets going he's being aggressive and when he's aggressive he gets the opposing team in foul trouble when he gets the opposing team in foul trouble their best best interior defenders have to go to the bench now all of a sudden all your players are going against secondary players down low and then maybe those guys can also start to get foul calls going their way get to the free throw line because you're forcing the issue against a guy who's not as good as a rim protector so they can't naturally defend the play without fouling. And so there's so many uh, – there's such a domino effect that Anthony Davis can cause when he's playing locked in. And obviously he's been tremendous down the stretch. Uh, you know, I don't think there's anything that I've seen you know, physically or mentally uh, that would cause me concern saying he's not ready to go out and be that guy. Uh, I, I think – This is his moment kind of to put his stamp on his time with the team. And uh, if he does, I think we could be talking about the George scenario where we're still talking Laker basketball into late May. Well,
2: let's hope so, man. Let's hope so.
0: So, to me, the thing that's the next most important thing, as crazy as this is going to sound, after AD, is the defense. Like, they need to continue to be what we've seen post-trade deadline, which is – the number one defense in the sport. To me, that is as important as, as well, maybe not as important as AD, but close to it. Uh, I would actually rank LeBron third in, in those three, uh, if I was looking at those three things uh, in particular. Uh, how do you view the defense as an important piece of this puzzle?
4: Yeah, I'm with you right there. And, uh, you know, I, the thing that was interesting to hear AD say today after practice was the reason why they had this kind of lull in their defense over the last week of the season, basically from the time they had that fourth quarter lead in Salt Lake city against the jazz until the end of the season finale on Sunday, they didn't look like the same sharp defensive unit. Uh, AD said it was communication. So, uh, apparently today there was a film session, um, uh, Darvin Ham said part of that communication was like former Wolves players kind of being vocal about what to expect out of Minnesota. Uh, you'll give a little scouting report there. And generally, uh, you know, LeBron James has always, always been a, a big guy on the defensive end in terms of kind of playing that free safety roaming role and calling out coverages. But you know, the point guard's always important to that scenario. And you had Dennis Schroeder missing the last two games. Uh, with Nexordis, he's going to be back. And so that's one of the voices I think they'll rely on that end. And they're going to need you know, D'Angelo Russell to step into the spotlight here too. Uh, not necessarily do it in a way where he feels like the need to take on more of a burden because that's what LeBron and AD kind of shield on both sides of things. And certainly they shield it when it comes to you know taking the lion's share of either, either the credit or the blame if a loss comes around. But D'Angelo Russell can be really important here in terms of the leadership he takes on in calling out the stuff that he's seeing, particularly in this game on Tuesday night uh, against the Minutes the team that he's intimately aware with.
0: Uh, Dave, one last thing before we let you go. That's zero to do with basketball. Um, My partner here loves to let it rip, and like he just kind of enjoys um, letting it rip. And by mean letting it rip, I mean passing gas. Um, He does it on planes. He does it on planes because, you know, like it's hard to pinpoint who the person is. If right. you, People around me are like, who the hell? What the? And I'm, I do the same thing. I'm like, yeah, who is that? Yeah. And what
2: kind of animal does
0: something like that on a plane?
2: I do, I just jump in on
0: that. Yeah. yeah. And, and then, you know, he was at this bowling alley that was really loud and just was letting it rip like loudly there. Right. And he's just like enjoying this. Like, yeah, I, I mean... I, I listen, I get gas is a normal part of human life, right? But I yeah. feel like there is a weird series of things going on here when you openly enjoy it the way he does. <laughs> How do you feel about this?
4: I you mean, openly enjoy it, it? One, it. reminds me of the, the the crop dusting, you know, the the scene from what is I love you man or you know the, oh, the Eagles yeah. character. Yeah. You know, he'll 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 drop a bomb and and kind of walk away and and the, the odors will be uh, kind of blamed on somebody else, I, you know, I mean, I don't, it's part of life, right? I, I think, like, I guess I'd be more of a fan of of kind of going the covert action. Like, if you have it, you let it go. You don't, don't necessarily need to bring attention to it. Don't need to, like, cackle at it. But, you know, we're all humans, right? Yeah. Maybe look into your diet, though, Scott. There might well, be something going on in your diet.
2: No, no, let me tell you something. Since COVID, and I've, I think I had it one time, there's no smell of any kind. Oh, stop. It, no, it's true. It's, so it's the foolish. weirdest Get thing out of here. since COVID. No way. It, there George, is no way that
0: that is actually true. Now, George, you may have lost your sense of smell, but no, there's no. no way yours don't smell. There is a, there is a, is a, a thing
2: called COVID-tuchus. Yeah, no. Okay? It's a brand new <laughs> diagnosis. And it's it's after you've had COVID, COVID, no longer does it smell bad. You know? Now, mm. I hadn't thought of that. I lost my sense of smell. I just thought that something's not right with me anymore.
0: Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, there you have it. Maybe maybe you're on to something. We'll we'll get a, a professional, uh, you know, medical person on to discuss. Good Covid idea. took us next that's time. A, that's uh, a good idea. You know, next time we have a, a longer, extended show. We're gonna have short shows because the Lakers are playing meaningful games, which will begin tomorrow. You can catch it right here. Our coverage begins at 5:30 with Alan Slevo with the pregame. Dave McMiniman will be there. Uh, he's always there. He's obviously as important as anyone in our coverage when it comes to the Los Angeles Lakers, your Los Angeles Lakers, and nobody knows the Lakers. Like Dave. Ask Dave. Dave will tell you. There you go. Even LeBron will tell you. So there you go. McMinniman, always a pleasure, brother. Thanks for the time as usual.
4: Yeah, beware of Sphincter 19. It's out there. <laughs> there you go. <laughs>
0: it's, it's, a, it's a tough thing to
4: deal with. There you go.
0: I'm with you, Dave. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask the doctor we have on about that. There he is. Dave McMinniman <laughs> with us here. Sphincter 19. Sphincter 19. Careful. It it's spreading. Right. Literally. Right. Uh all right. Coming up next, big deal or no deals. Back in two minutes. Thanks, Christopher. All right, Lindsay, you take it away.
1: Sit down. Thanks, Sonato. All right, guys, so uh, Kanye West is being sued by former employees at Donda Academy, and one teacher has a few warnings for parents of students that are still attending Ye's school. The lawsuit alleges (laughs) that the private Christian school only feeds the students one thing for lunch, and that's sushi and they apparently have to eat it on the floor without tables or chairs, and they are not allowed to use any utensils. Students are also not allowed to bring any outside food or drink except for water. Uh, The suit claims that Kanye spends over $10,000 a week on sushi. Among other bizarre and disturbing allegations made in the lawsuit are that students are locked inside all day, and they're not allowed to leave even for lunch or recess, and everyone is forced to wear all black easy clothing from head to toe. (laughs) Classes are also not allowed to take place on the second floor because Kanye West is afraid of stairs. So obviously if this is all true especially like the lunch part, I feel like that's not good I mean for little kids
0: eating sushi while well, it's 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 an interesting de- I mean I I enjoy sushi. I I don't know. Like I feel like I mean, eating anything over and over and over again but can't be fun. Raw fish—they right.
2: yeah. can't. Did be they good have for sushi you? when we were kids? I mean, I don't even think sushi was around yes, when we it was. were kids. No, it was?
0: are you sure? Yes. Yeah, it was, but we we weren't like. I can
2: I can tell you this. I grew up in the '80s. There was never one time, never once, where my parents were like, "You know, what we're going to do tonight. We're going to go for sushi." Right, but I don't think our that parents had sushi. Exist. But but
0: I had like older siblings and stuff who were probably having sushi in the in the '80s.
2: Cap, if you never had it,
1: it must not exist.
2: No, no, no! It's just that when I was a kid in the '80s, I'm telling you, like my
0: parents. Yeah, but your parents don't do they eat sushi now?
2: Um, now they will, but like back then, it was like, um, I mean, I don't, I, I can't think of any sushi restaurants that were in my my town when I was in the '80s, and my parents would never, because you know, for them, they'd be like, "Listen, you're the guy that won't give me the cheese on the cheeseburger at McDonald's. Right? They're gonna go get. They're gonna go get sushi. I don't think so.
0: Right.
1: Well. Anyway, if all of this is true, it's obviously a big deal. So, you know, to ask you guys a more lighter question, what was your favorite school cafeteria lunch? Oh,
0: Ooh. pizza. It was, oh, uh, yeah. yeah, and it was the uh, the French crushed yeah. pizza. Oh, yeah, yeah. French like uh, the pizza boat pizza? Thing. Right, right, right. Pizza
2: yeah. boat. Like yeah. a Stouffer's pizza. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Stouffer's pizza boats were great. Easy. Easy Love call. those. Yeah. Mine yeah. was
1: turkey. The turkey and mac and cheese, or turkey and mashed potatoes.
2: By the way, who sends their kids to Kanye West School?
1: I don't know. I guess he he originally like recruited all kinds of people who are like like kids who are considered like gifted students, like especially smart or like athletes because they were going to he was going to have like the basketball academy and stuff. And now that's all just completely gone off the rails. I guess Right.
2: I would think that after his after being canceled, most people would be like, you know what, let's get our kid out of this school.
1: Yeah, you'd think. But the canceling thing happened within the past year. And I think the school opened like two years ago. And I don't know, maybe they could put up. Like, the kids might not know any better because they, they start at kindergarten.
2: Didn't he say something recently, Kanye West, that seeing a movie with Jonah Hill has made him, like, less anti-Semitic or something like that? Yeah.
0: Did. I, I didn't know. I, I, yeah. I didn't know that. Something like that. Um, <laughs> it was, like, was it you people? Oh, okay, Kanye. Was I don't it, know. Was the one with Eddie Murphy you people? I, I don't know. Yeah. But it was like, I,
2: I'm almost sure that it was something like, hey, I like Jonah Hill, so now I'm, I'm reconsidering my anti-Semitic takes.
1: Oh, well, that's nice of
2: him. That was very lovely. Yes.
1: All right. So, Dick Vitale made an interesting accusation regarding college basketball. The former coach and longtime ESPN hoops analyst believes that there's a lot of cheating going on. Uh, he cited some interesting transfer portal movement as his evidence, tweeting, "Quote: What is really sad to me with the transfer portal is that it was created for the unhappy player be eligible immediately." Yes, someone not getting playing time, but now has become stars moving on. It Mm -hmm. tells me there is truth to the rumors that cheating, in all caps, is going on. Is Dickie V's accusation a big deal or no deal, Sedano? Who
0: was he uh, like? Yeah, who's cheating? But who was he? Did he discuss anyone in particular or is he just saying as a whole? He
1: was just saying as a whole. I mean, listen,
0: let me me say this, and I say this respectfully, um, because I think Dick Vitale is one of the most important people in making college basketball particularly relevant. Um, I remember as a kid growing up, wa- wanting to watch every Dickie V game right. and like making me into a college basketball fan when I really wasn't, I just liked my family watched professional sports for the most part, Ma- college football they would watch, but they definitely not college basketball. Right. Um, and we watched Dickie V together because he was awesome, baby. Awesome baby. Yeah. Um, But I would also say, respectfully, that there was probably a lot of cheating going on beforehand, and we just were not privy to that. Um, And what I would say is, this is above, at least above board. Um, So you know, we're seeing. You know, is there any is there any difference in the way they're getting to this result, other than the fact that now we know specifically that it's being done above board when it comes to the financial part of the equation?
2: See, the thing is, is this is that Dick Vitale, being an old school kind of guy probably looks at somebody entering the transfer portal because they think they can actually make more money somewhere else. Right, but
0: here's what I would say, Cappy. Nearly 50% of the people in the transfer portal don't even get a Division One offer the next time around. When what they I'm, get, s- what yeah. I'm saying,
2: though, is, is that Dick might look at this and think, if this kid is transferring from Texas to USC, right, like a it's big because can get school. more money at USC than Texas. I'm just making that as an example. And Dick thinks of that as cheating, but it was cheating back in a generation ago, and it's no longer cheating. You know, it, it, it's, it's opportunity. Now, look, I get it. A lot of old-school people do not like the fact that it's, it's literally collegiate free agency every single year, every single sport. I understand why a lot of people don't like it. So but I don't think it's cheating.
1: Everyone seems to think that the evidence would likely point to players like Hunter Dickinson leaving Michigan and Caleb Love leaving North Carolina. Because usually you don't see star players transfer to other big programs like that.
2: Yeah, but if somebody else offers more money and the rules are you can enter the transfer portal and take that NIL money, it's not really cheating.
1: It's not, but it used to be under the old guard, right?
0: That's what I'm saying, yeah. is that he's an old school thinker. Yep. Yep. Exactly. And anyway, uh, what else, Lindsay? you we got another one?
1: Yes, I do. Uh, so Odell Beckham Jr. was signed by the Ravens yesterday, to everyone's surprise, to a one-year, $15 million Fully guaranteed deal. That's a lot of money, like a lot, a lot of money for a guy who is almost 31. He's torn his ACL twice in the last two years, uh, and he didn't even play at all last year. So anyway... It appears that Lamar Jackson is the reason behind the normally smart Ravens overpaying so much for OBJ, because NFL Network's Ian Rappaport says that Odell has, quote, a clear understanding that Jackson will be the quarterback throwing to him this season, and the two were seen out celebrating the deal together last night. Is this whole situation here a big deal or no deal? Uh,
0: I think that, I mean, it had been already reported prior to even the signing that they were in conversations, Lamar and Odell. And I think this could help smooth some things over. Um, Whether that's Lamar getting somewhat near the deal he wants, which he's already said he doesn't necessarily want a fully guaranteed deal that that's been misrepresented. Um, Or he plays for the franchise tag or whatever. I don't know. But it seems like it could be closer to getting that thing done.
2: Yeah, I think in the world of the NFL, this is a big deal because Odell, this is ironic, I think, the the reports were that Odell got a fully guaranteed one year fifteen million dollar contract. Yes. So look, it's quote unquote only fifteen million dollars and it's only one year, but it is fully guaranteed. Which only I think that's is, a
1: lot of money. Does everyone else seem to be offering somewhere like seven or eight? No, no. But what I'm what I'm getting at
2: is is that is that the notion that it's fully guaranteed. If Lamar Jackson started this whole thing with I want my contract fully guaranteed and they said no, we won't do that. Now they signed him a wide receiver to a one-year fully guaranteed contract. So you have to assume that the next domino that falls is that Lamar comes back. George, to your point, how un, under what circumstances? Franchise tag, guaranteed, not guaranteed, dollar figure close to what he wants. You just got to figure that Odell and Lamar have got this thing worked out and he's going to be coming back to them.
0: Yeah. Um, Linz, do we have another one or are we done?
1: Uh, well, I mean, I don't have one written, but one thing I did want to ask you guys about, hmm. uh, did you guys see that Twitter is kind of like feuding with Substack? Our guy Blake Harris is getting messed with here.
0: I did not see that. No. I yeah. saw that Twitter's got some other issues going on with the the government of India Um, where they're suppressing free speech, allegedly. Uh, And that's become a huge problem for Elon Musk at the moment. Yeah, that's
1: not good. But Twitter is also... Especially
0: when you're saying that you you were coming to Twitter to make it the real town hall. Right,
1: and he's made it so (laughs) much worse. I'm sorry, but I...
0: It's not a good experience. Called it
1: back then. So now Twitter is blocking likes, retweets, and comments on tweets that include a link to a Substack newsletter. Also, Twitter users cannot pin- What happened to
2: free speech, though? Right. And no, pin- no, but that's not free speech. That's not a free speech issue. Keep going. Well, Twitter- Wait,
1: yes, it is. Twitter users oh. cannot pin a tweet that includes a Substack link to their profile. So basically, the only thing you're allowed to do with any sub-stack link is post the link, and that's it. Nobody's allowed to comment on it. No one's allowed to reply to it. No yeah, one's that's to ridiculous. Share it. That is kind of stupid. Well, like, why are you blocking just those links? In Twitter, I, before, I you so used to be
0: able to post a link to
2: anything. Right, right. but I'll, but I will just say this, that as much as I don't agree with it or like it, I kind of understand it, meaning that if you're on Twitter and you uh, give somebody a link to go to Substack, as an example, and that person clicks on that link and leaves Twitter, that's what they don't want you to do.
1: But people but, do that for literally every I other person. Right, but no, but let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question.
0: Go ahead. When, let's say I wrote a story, or yep. McMinneman was just on, right? Yep. McMinniman writes a story for ESPN.com. Uh-huh he 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 puts a link on there I you leave twitter to go to espn.com to read his story how's that any different
2: it's not but the question is will that always be the way it is so in other words wait then
0: everyone everyone who is using the platform to promote um their work right. is just going to leave well that's that and that's a possibility i mean but, but all
2: i'm getting at is and i don't really know what the problem is with such cuz it's not like Twitter's. Particular.
0: twitter is not like an actual place to create content.
1: Well, I right, you can't host share. you can't host the content itself. The whole point of right. Twitter is the share thing. Correct.
0: Yes. Yeah, but
2: I wonder if what Musk is thinking now is if, and I don't know why he picked Substack. I don't really know anything about this story about why he chose them, but if if what you're trying to do is get people to stay on your platform, giving people links and having people leave is what he does not want. And by the same token, if you're Substack, for example, you know, you would rather have people discuss your content on Substack rather than on Twitter because Twitter's making all the money on that engagement. So it's it, it doesn't surprise me that Elon Musk is doing this. But I am confused about why Substack yeah, versus why not so, ESPN or why not somebody else.
3: I told Lindsay, I was like, I wonder if it's like just certain people, because I went to Blake's thing and I was able to like and retweet. It says on their so website So I wonder that if it's like certain people. It says
1: engagement are limited on uh, Twitter tweet or Twitter authorization. So basically it says like some actions have on this tweet have been disabled by Twitter, Twitter. Uh, and then it, she like this. All right, goes enough of go. this crap. Yeah. We
0: got breaking news. Uh-oh. We do, Bruce Feldman, college football insider, yeah, Athletic and uh, Fox Sports. USC is expected to hire former Cardinals head coach Cliff Kingsbury as a senior offensive analyst. Really?
2: Yep. Okay. Well, I mean, that kind of makes sense, right? Wasn't Cliff Kingsbury originally hired by USC, and then and then as an offensive coordinator, and then went and took the Arizona job? I believe
0: for like a second yeah like he was he was hired
2: as a coordinator he left he took the Arizona head coaching job yeah and now if if you know look if you're USC you got a guy with his credentials and with his I'll call them recruiting abilities based on the fact that he was Patrick Mahomes college coach um
0: well and and I I think they got a guy that kind of reminds people of Patrick Mahomes right now Yeah. yeah
2: I mean it's a that's a really good move it's a good guy to have on your staff that's a good move right there by USC. Spare him no expense. Coaches, players, you name it, man. All about winning. I like that move by USC.
0: Yeah. Uh, he resigned from that position.
2: He resigned from um, the a, USC. A month,
0: a month later. Yeah, yeah. He got the because job. Because Lynn Swan wouldn't let uh, the NFL teams interview Kingsbury.
2: He got the job as offensive coordinator. Yep. There were other opportunities that presented themselves. He wanted to go explore them. And, you know, Lynn Swan at the time, if that's who was the athletic director, yeah. was like, no, dude, we just signed you. We're not letting you out. And he's like, I'm gone.
0: Yeah. Good move by USC. Way to go, Boney. Yeah. Good Way job, to go, Boney. Link. Good job. Good job, Boney. Very good. Yeah. So there you go. Breaking news. All right. We're done here. One more segment to go. Dealers' choice. And you've got a long thing that you want to talk about, right? It's got a thing. Just a thing. Real quick, I'm going to leave you with this, this tweet, and you can discuss this on the other side. From Zoza LA. It says, hey, yo, Cap, can you please stop referencing the Dodgers as we? You fooled us last year, but this year, you sure ain't. In capital letters, check yourself. Oh. Oh. So you can address that as well on the other side. Mm. All right. So. All right. One more segment to go back in two. Lynn. In love, of love, with you. you. Uh. All right, so do do you want to stop referring to yourself as we when talking about the Dodgers?
2: I don't really hear myself saying we. I think when I'm in character and I'm saying like, hey, if I'm a Dodgers fan and we feel like this, I don't mean like I'm saying like we. By the way, I, you know, I won't say we about the Lakers. I won't say we about the Padres. Yeah. I don't say we about the Rams. I'm not I'm not part of it.
0: Yeah. By the way, Bill Russ also says the Fablemans was good. Cappy's wrong.
2: Horrible movie. Yeah. Just horrible. Yeah. Really bad movie. Yeah.
0: So it's dealer's choice, huh, George? It is dealer's choice. And you had an issue with an Uber driver or something? Well, let
2: me run something by you guys and tell me how to handle this, okay? Now, just keep in mind, I have not opened the Uber app since this happened. Mm-hmm. I've not rated this driver. Yeah. I've not tipped this driver. I've literally not done anything since this happened, and this happened about a week ago. Okay? I get into an Uber with Rachel. We get in this car, and we've got a we've got probably about a 30, 40-minute drive ahead of us, right? Mm-hmm. The Uber driver doesn't turn around and say to us, Hey, guys, how you doing? Hey, look, by the way, sorry, small emergency in my life. Do you guys mind if I take this call and it's going to be on my Bluetooth? I don't have my headphones. Do you guys mind? Is that okay? Doesn't say that to us at all. By the same token, he calls his girlfriend and doesn't say to her, Hey, honey, how you doing? Hey, just to let you know, I got two passengers in the car. So kind of watch what you're saying and, and we'll, we'll try and make it brief. He doesn't tell us he's going to make a call. He doesn't tell her that we're in the car. This guy is on his Bluetooth in the car talking to his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. As if we're not there. Then, you know what he does? In the middle of driving on the freeway, he goes, hold on, let me call Steve. Maybe Steve knows. He freaking, uh, like, merges a call. So now he's got this guy on the phone. He's got his girlfriend on the phone. He doesn't tell either of them that we're in the car, and he never said to us, hey, do you guys mind? Right. So Rachel is now canceling the trip. She's like, get us to where we're going. I'm canceling the trip because we actually were going to go from one place to another place. We just needed to make a quick stop. So the guy's like, hey, what's wrong? You guys canceled the trip. Rachel's like, dude, I have a headache. It's been 20 minutes. You guys, you and your girlfriend and your buddy have been arguing, and you guys have all been on, on Bluetooth. Right. So the guy's like, hey, look, I'm sorry. You know, obviously you guys heard what was going on. I'm super sorry. Hey, you know, if you want to cancel the trip, it's fine. I'll get you to where you want to go. But if you want to, you know, finish the trip, I- I- I'll-, I'll stay off the phone. So I'm like, Rachel, look, we got to hurry up. We don't have time. Let's just stay with this guy. The guy takes his phone off of the magnet on his on his windshield and he starts texting in in freeway traffic I'm talking like doing 75 80 miles an hour he's legitimately texting I videotaped him on the phone I videotaped him texting I could not believe what this guy was doing right So we get to the airport Now was this like Uber X Uber Yeah this X. was like this was Uber Black whatever the Oh, Uber oh wow era. Yeah was it really? Yeah, it was. Uh, <laughs> it, was it was Rachel's an in SUV. The car. Uh, it, Rachel must thank be Rachel. You. It was yeah, Rachel's. Rachel's and you you weren't yeah. spending Uber Black. No, of course not. Yeah. I go with Uber cheap. Yeah, she goes with sure, Uber ultra expensive. Right. She doesn't go in Uber garbage. I go in, in Uber garbage. I mean, right.
3: regular is not garbage. Okay, I showed you guys the picture of that lady that had that setup. It was like regular.
2: All I'm saying is, I'll use the cheapest Uber. She uses the 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 black you know SUVs. Right. So now. Not only has the guy been on a call for 20 minutes, arguing with his girlfriend and his pal, like we're not even there, doesn't tell them that we're in the car. Then the guy starts texting, almost gets us into a monster accident because he's texting. Then we get to the airport and he goes to the wrong terminal because he doesn't know where we're going. Right. Mm. All things considered, I swear to you guys, I haven't opened the app since this went down. Mm -hmm. I haven't rated the guy. I haven't tipped the guy. Yeah. You -hmm. guys tell me, what would you have done? If you were in my shoes, because remember, I'm in the back, mm-hmm. I got my girlfriend sitting next to me, I got the Uber driver on the call with his girlfriend and his pal, then I got him texting and then I, then he gets us lost at the airport. And I, God forbid, God forbid I have the courage to be like a man and stand up to the guy and go, hey, hey, what are you doing? Get off the phone, man. You didn't ask us if you could call these people. You didn't tell them that you're going to have this whole conversation in front of us. Hang up, bro. And then, God forbid, I have the courage to say to the guy, excuse me, do you mind not texting while you're driving us, okay? And then, I i mean, again, I have no courage at all to even say to the guy, yo, man, you just got us lost, bro. Like, we're going to be late now. What would you have done, George?
0: I probably would have, like, tried to help him, to be honest. Like, <laughs> bro, like, can you, you need some advice on this thing or what? You know what I mean?
1: You want to know what I would do, Cappy? Yeah. I would do absolutely nothing if that were me.
0: Yeah, see that's I what wanna I did. I want to
3: know what Okay, so I told I asked Lindy cuz we were like do I want know, Everybody what? has a bad day, I man. I wouldn't right. care that much. Now, how
0: many what's his normal rating?
2: You know, I don't know. He had a, from what I gather, he had a, a somewhat high rating.
0: So, if he does, then it's it seems like it's an outlier.
2: Well, I you know, he always I love this. You know like when you go to a strip club and a stripper says to you, you know, yeah, I'm just doing this to make money while I'm in medical uh-huh. school. This is a guy who like gave me that whole, you know, I don't really ever drive. Like it's beneath him. Kind of a thing. Okay. You know what I mean? W-
3: was the conversation that bad? Cuz I think that also happened okay. like, if yeah, well, it was okay. a context, Yeah, Okay.
2: Great question. So the girlfriend is um in Florida
3: and Florida, okay. Yeah, and and
2: um his mom died and and his mom died and she left him a car, but the car won't start. And his girlfriend doesn't have money for a car. He's going to give her the car that his mom left him, but the car won't start. She took it to a mechanic or something. He said it was going to cost $1,500 and you'd never be able to start it again. You're going to have to hotwire it every time you use it. And now he's calling his buddy, who's a mechanic, to tell him that his mom died and he needs him to fix the car so that his girlfriend can drive the car. Sounds kind of like important,
1: you know? Yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah, but not while I'm in his Uber. Yeah. And by the way, I didn't do anything. I mean, like I said, I had no courage at all. God forbid I say to the guy, yo, man, excuse me, do you mind? Like, can you have this call at another time? Or, yo, can you, like, use headphones or something? I had
1: to listen to the whole thing. Now, the, the texting part, that would bother me. Yeah. Now, how
0: something. much of this was you were upset or Rachel was really bothered by this? Okay,
2: yeah, that's so, okay, great question.
1: Would you have even brought
2: it up? Great, great question. So now, if it was me and you, George, and we were in the car together, we would look at each other like dudes. We'd, we'd be, be laughing. Like, yeah, yeah, we'd be like, can you believe this? Yeah. But, but hey, I got my girlfriend.
3: She was mad. Well, I But did. she, like, but
0: wait, again, so you're saying that she's the one that's annoyed.
2: Yeah, she was annoyed, yeah. but then because she's annoyed, now I'm annoyed. Right. Because I'm Well, why doesn't she just lighten up a little bit? Well, because I think she feels like she was paying for a service and like,
1: you know, this yeah, is really over the but it was on your top. app, so. Also, also, I drive, I take taxis home all the time from the airport specifically because I feel like they're quicker and easier. Um, and I can't remember the last time that I was in a taxi and like someone wasn't on the phone. So I feel like, what's the difference? Like, is there a difference there between on Uber? the phone,
2: like uh, they were on, the on phone. Speaker phone, Yeah, really? like I,
1: people conduct business all the time in taxi cabs, I feel like, at least in my experience, I've had Wait, quite the, a few taxi the, the drivers. The taxi cab
2: drivers are conducting business. Like, on the yeah, phone the one guy, the, un,
1: the one guy answered his phone. And he was on speaker, and then he was like, he talked for a couple minutes, and then when he hung up, he was like, oh, sorry about that. Uh, my, I'm trying to sell my my liquor store or whatever, and somebody. Wanted to call and come look at it, and like no big deal. I don't really care. And this guy didn't.
2: This guy didn't turn around and go, "Hey, sorry about that, guys. Excuse me if you don't mind." Sorry. I mean, he never told. He never said to us, "Hey, do you mind?" And he never said to the people on the other end, "By the way, I got passengers in the car." So
3: would you have not you? Because I don't think you have the issue. Going back to Sedano's actual, you know, situation was I think Rachel had the issue. If he would have turned around and been like, "Hey, guys, sorry, need to take this," blah blah blah. Do you think she still would have been as mad?
2: Not as mad, but if he would have just, just been polite about it, I think that you know we probably both could have gotten over it. Well, but, she but, but got you really mad and they got mad at
3: you, huh? But you got
2: to understand, this went on for twenty five minutes. this This wasn't like a brief phone call. Hey, babe, I'll call you back in five minutes. I got passengers in the car. This went on and on. What and were they on. fighting about? They and, oh, dude, they and they were. They were fighting about one mechanic said this was going what it was going to cost. The other mechanic was saying no, They were literally all arguing with each other. They were cursing, which by the way, I don't mind cursing. I curse all the time too, mm. but like if I had passengers in my car, I'd want to be a bit more professional. This is my
3: business well, but so then Rachel g- just was really mad yeah, you Rachel was really on mad. you yeah.
0: Yeah. well, I mean you kind of you kind of sold her down the river when you said it was you and me in the car. we'd just laugh,
3: yeah. Well, mm-hmm, I mean, I'm just
2: mm-hmm. saying that even she, I think she had you. a legitimate gripe that
0: she No, I, I mean, listen, you right. pay for a service, you should be expecting a certain amount of, a modicum of, of Professional. professionalism, sure. Right. Um, I, I would. Um, would you tip this guy? I mean, yes. he's, he's, I still would tip I still even, would tip. He's had a, a bad day. Ride. I would yeah. tip him exactly. Usually I, I go above the normal tips in those situations. I would tip him like the, 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 the bare amount. minimum, mm-hmm. right? Okay. And uh, what about like,
2: would you rate this guy? I wouldn't rate them at all.
0: Like, I would just avoid the rating. Because if you rate them poorly, it's going to um, reflect them. on them. And then if you rate them properly, it's also not going to reflect your your feelings on it. I would right. just abstain from rating. Well, hit me up
2: on Twitter, everybody, and let me know what you guys think I should do. All
0: right, what's next, Laura? Lakers, Lakers talk? talk. Ah, Slee! On the spot for an hour. Uh, great job, Cappy. Um, great job, Lindsay and Laura. Slee is next. See ya.